Good morning, Kez. Good morning. It's close to an afternoon. Yes, Good morning. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Friday's Round with Dr. Ron and Kez. Friday's Round. Yep. Excited to be here today. We're. I miss. I'm. Ex- I'm excited too. I missed you. <sighs> I missed you too. I can right? say that on. Yeah. The, on the absolutely. <laughs> right. Um, we missed one another. We missed. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, we played separate rounds this yep. week, and we played separate rounds the week before. But that was really lame. That was uh, I, you had a nine thirty tee off. I had an eleven thirty tee off at our local county course. Yes. This week, and yep. I did miss you. We didn't get to hang out over the weekend. Yeah, and you had a much better weekend than I did. I did. I, by the way, we booed you last night. Did you guys? Uh, oh, you did. That was us. Oh, yeah. all right, yeah. nice. Yep. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yep. Yeah. You didn't hear the doorbell, or are you just not? Looking at <laughs> I, I don't think the doorbell works. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, thank you for booing us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we boo- we were booing your kids, not you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had probably a much better weekend, although you know my grumpiness probably made it equal. And you had um, a big win too. Huge win. So for everybody who doesn't know, this past weekend we left on Thursday, and uh, my family and I, with another family, my good friend Brent, who we'll talk about, who's a golfer, a real golfer. Um, I guess we're all real golfers. We went up to the University of Michigan. Awesome. And we were there in Ann Arbor for a great three days, and we saw Michigan beat the pants off of Notre Dame. And uh, yep. you you went to Catholic school. Yeah, right? I, uh, I I do root for Notre Dame. Our, mm-hmm. My family roots for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They just they didn't have it. No, you know, no, they didn't. Either you guys came out really on fire, or Notre Dame was just a step behind. I think it was both. Yeah. I think it was both. I I'm think, surprised Harbaugh was that prepared. Yes, we were all. I was a little shocked. I think as well. he was as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, Harbaugh was definitely shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were going to fall right down and teeter uh, with yeah. a. We had a couple of tough things. A first down that got called back, a, a block punt. Yeah. And I thought we were going to crater in on ourselves, and we didn't. And I got to tell you, it was amazing to be there. Um, pouring rain during rain, the first right? half of the game. Pouring rain. Did it rain on Friday when you played? Uh, no, it didn't. It did not rain. It was it was cloudy and overcast, but in like a nice fall way. Didn't you record something with Brent? I did record something nice. with Brent. Brent. We should play that. We should. Uh-huh. Yeah, great, great lead-in. That's what I do. Absolutely. For people will really enjoy that. Absolutely. All right, let's play it now. Yeah. Okay. All right, this is Dr. Ron here with our great friend Brent. We're, hey, Dr. Ron. He- hello, Brent. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Keep, keep your eye on the road. I will. I'm, uh-huh. I'm excited. You are. I'm so excited. let me let me explain the setup here. We're uh, we're in the car. Uh, Brent and I are in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, we both went to college here. Brent and I did not know one another at college. Brent was a scholarship golfer at Michigan. Terrific golfer. Uh, play, played professionally on, on some of the Florida tours, right? I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm making you furious right now as I talk about it, but you're an excellent golfer and you should be so proud of yourself. You got a four-year scholarship at the University of Michigan. It's amazing. Wow. You're, I, you're overselling that. I, I kind of played on some of the chump tours uh, when I played pro, but, you know. Listen, dude, you got a full ride to Michigan playing golf. That's incredible, right? So we're in the car. Driving to the course, Brent and I stayed at different hotels. Mine was nicer, his was less nice. Uh, you know, you know, because I'm a fake doctor. No. We can't all be doctors. <laughs> um, and uh, by the way, mine is less nice, his is nicer. Um, but we're in the car, driving to the course, and uh, we're super excited for a great day. It's uh, just to sort of set the frame. It's a classic fall day in Ann Arbor. Every tree is yellow or red. It's gorgeous. It's just a great fall day. It's mid 40s, going to go up to the lower 50s, but right now it's mid 40s, 46 as the uh, rental car indicates. Uh, I like to give uh, obnoxious details to everybody. Um, and uh, Brent, how are you feeling about today? I am psyched, man. As as you know, this course brings back a lot of memories for me. Sure. And, uh, of course. And, uh, you know, I hope it makes memories for you. This is an awesome <laughs> course. Nicholas and some of the greats played right. here when he played for Ohio State. And Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so there's some good stories out on the course that... That I'll share if I can remember them all no, in detail. That that is incredible. I forgot that Nicholas went to Ohio State. So right, and this that's amazing that he's played. He played this course as a college as a he college did, golfer. Yeah, they had the Big Ten championships here yep. you know, multiple times. Yeah, and, uh, and the the beautiful thing is, as you know, you know when you're on some of these holes, you can look down and see yep. the city of Ann, Ar- Ann Arbor, yep. the stadium, yep. the athletic facility. Yep. So it's. It's going to be a great day. Yep. I was describing that to uh, to Kez in our last podcast that, you know, 
some of the views and some of the holes. Not only do you see the stadium, and that's amazing, right, with the big M on the scoreboard, um, but but you also look out and you see this, the town of Ann Arbor sort of before you. And, you know, for those of us who are connected to the University of Michigan, you know, it's just such a special place, and I, I love Ann Arbor so much. So that's that's amazing that Nicholas played there. And, and once again, who's the architect of, of the course? Yep, the architect is Alistair McKenzie, yep. who um, designed and, and renovated a lot of great courses sure. in the U.S., but... Yep. Uh, most notably, he's 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 done a lot at Augusta National, right? Right. So, so you were saying you're not? D- did he design Augusta? You're not I sure. I believe he did. Okay. I will, we, you, you don't we have, have to know. To Google that no, later. Yeah. You know, no. once I stop driving. Yeah. Google. No. Absolutely. And and nobody expects you to know because honestly, your your body of knowledge is always questioned by people. It's <laughs> everybody likes you a lot, but your body of knowledge is always questioned. I, I, hey, I try and fake it till I make absolutely. it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Mackenzie, right? And we think he did Augusta. And I certainly know the name, and it's obviously how. When was the course? design do you know what year i do not know right. man you're hitting me with some no hard no questions, or appro- approximately when was the course built oh, uh, do you know I'm, i know it's very old it's okay. gone through some some renovations okay um and All i good. mean it, the the location is just unbelievable because yep. it does sit right across from yep. michigan stadium yep. as our listeners as your listeners yeah they're not yours no they're, they're not mine they're, no, they're, no. they're mine they're mine they're shared they're, they're my they're my uh, they're my and, flock. And I'm Kez's, a shepherd, and they're my flock. And Kez is who we missed this morning. Yes. I wish she could be here. I, we, um, do we really wish she uh, would be here? Well, you know, again, it's it's sort of very relaxing fake, to not have him fake around. Fake comments. Right. Now, Brent's going to Brent's gonna score. Right, exactly. A lot of fake false scoring <laughs> and comments. Brent's going to give me 12 strokes. You know, we we just threw out the idea that Brent's at this point maybe a five handicap. I mean, this guy shoots par, shoots under par, but he plays very not not often. So um, he's giving me 12 strokes. I'm going after him. We're going to do some match play, hole to hole. Um, and I'm also going to keep my score and my goals in 95. And here we are. The stadium is Look right there. And this the course is right there. And uh, it's so great. And I didn't play the, uh, the University of Michigan golf course once when I was a student here. So I've only played it once a year ago. So this is all just so amazing to me. So we're pulling in. Here it is. I'm so psyched. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to our listeners a little bit later. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Take care, everybody. So it was an amazing weekend. Um, I love Ann Arbor. It's one of my most favorite places. And Friday morning, uh, we went to the golf course, and we had a 9 a.m. tee-off time. And um, so let me sort of set the stage. You know, again, Brent, as I think we just discussed on the piece in the car, scholarship golfer at, at uh, Michigan full ride we get there and his old coach was there to meet us and he sort of you know that's amazing yep he he was there to meet us and the guy's 86 years old did he know did he know who brent was because well, he was 86 or, yeah no or, but no. The, did brent know he was going to be there yes absolutely brent oh. had sort of scheduled with him that he actually helped get us around oh nice it was it was so nice of him so he totally brent had reached out to him he knew we were going to be there he set us up and he was there when we arrived wow. and uh you know, then the impatient part of me, after you know, after a little bit of time, I was like, "Great, you know, learning from an old sage man, but let's right. get going here. I want to, I want to play mediocre to bad golf." No, but we we actually hung out with him by the clubhouse for like twenty minutes and totally shot the shit. And nice. he's a lovely man. What's and he doing now? So he's retired. He lives in Ann Arbor. Nice. I think he's done very well for himself before he was a golf coach. That was sort of something he did on the side, even sort of later in life in his 60s so now he's in his 80s and um just hangs out in ann arbor he plays i think golf when the weather is good once or twice a week and otherwise i think he just has a very rich life there i think he goes to a lot of university events a lot good of sporting for him. events yeah that's great so he was amazing and, and one of the things you know we were getting we were just talking a bit and you know when you're talking with somebody who's 86 and who's so happy to see somebody from 25 years ago in his life he coached brent you know, he, he was immediately starting to offer some, like, life lessons. And he said, you know, what makes life really great is the people in your life. Right. You know? And I thought it was so touching and so spot on. And, of course, if you ask me what my favorite moment was the entire weekend, it was alone during the second half of the football game after my family had left. After I had left talking to these nice people from Michigan, I went and grabbed a cup of coffee during halftime and basically sat by myself it finally stopped raining, but I was freezing, and no part of the weekend made me happier than being alone 
wet and cold watching watching football completely alone and not connected to anybody. I think so, they have medication for that. They probably do. Yeah. yeah. You should look into it. I might, I might need to give myself some, some my own my own therapy. Absolutely. Yep. No, I, listen, I think, as my wife and I discussed it, I think I am the most... Um, I am the most social um, introvert yes. one could meet. That's, and, yeah, that's a good point. And that's why I'm amazing because yeah. I'm still connecting with people even though I really just want to be left alone. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing that you just called yourself amazing. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Surprised we could both fit in this room right now. By the way, we are we are sitting in my office for the first time doing a podcast at my office. And I mean, again, what do you think about the wall of degrees up in the office? I mean, they're real. They're well, definitely stretch the truth a little bit. One's like a, a, a state license, one's a certificate of internship, which you know it was a full year of doing stuff. But the other two are real. Well, the other three. One are looks real. like a letter from the IRS. Yep, yep. It, and I frame it. I frame <laughs> it, and you know it looks official. So, well done, Kez. Um, so, so how'd you guys shoot? Well, I I shot. I was so we played from the blues. Oh wow. Okay, Brent wanted to. He even wanted to play from the black tips. Really? Sort of, but you know, Brent's so nice that he. But I, I was like, Brent, let's play from the blues. Uh, he was being all humble, so we played from the blues. I shot a hundred. Nice yeah, from the blues. From That's the good. Blues. And and here's the thing: I had three eights on on the round, right? So with three eights and shooting from the blues, it means that a lot of my other holes were pretty decent. I, I mean, I definitely got too many double bogeys, right? There were there were times yeah. where they should have been bogeys. And I double bogeyed, and I have to say, I have to do a lot of work on my putting game. I mean, getting to a place where really most of the time I'm two putting, right? I got to get there. Yeah, but right? I have to say, you know, it's actually pretty cool. I'm just looking at your scorecard. Yeah. What they call the Black Tips Wolverine. Oh, is that right? I That's didn't even notice cool. that. It is very cool. So your blues, you play from the blues. You yeah. know, those are, you know, that's it looks difficult. Yeah, it was further. You know, I mean, a lot it, further. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the difference was only. I think it's only like 400 yards or something, I think. Uh, yeah. That's what it looks like overall for 18 holes. But on certain holes, it really added up. I mean, it definitely would have worked better if I was playing from the whites. But um, it was what it was. And um, what killed me, Kez, was um, I shot an 8 on the first hole. Yeah, once you start off with that, yep, I had a similar experience. I had a 7, and it just went downhill. Yeah, it's very tough. But, know. you know, listen, I think that's one of the things that going forward, you have to be able to recover from that because if you shoot an 8 on the first hole... Well, it's not good if you play decent golf there out. It, it it'll it'll melt away over yep. the course of a whole round in terms of your scoring. So I agree. So, but what was tough is I got an eight on the first hole, and then I got an eight on the third hole as well. Yeah. So that was it was very tough. I got a fifty-two on the front nine, and then I got a forty-eight on the back. Um, so you shot a seven. So what'd you shoot? I shot a ninety-five. That's wasn't good. happy. Had the right. similar experience. What I did a seven, and you know what? The same thing I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made I would have a bad second shot yeah and then I would have a bad third shot yeah uh, you know I was either topping that, it or doing something just not right and just right? compounding yeah you know mistake after mistake which is obviously you can't do yeah so well, I, I shot a 53 on the front right. and then a 42 on the back yeah and for everybody you played Hendrix right yes Hendrix is a local Essex County New Jersey uh, County course yeah and it's eight minutes from our house uh, but it, it's and it's definitely not to take anything away from me I don't mean to be a jerk but it is a it's an easy back it's nine, an easy back right? Nine. Because it's three par threes and then a very short par four, right? Yes, like a two hundred and twenty yard par four, right? And then there are three par threes. So, but dude, that's still pretty- yeah. My driver was I was happy with my driver. Mm-hmm. I was hitting that well, but that's then good. you know I would have a, a, a second shot. 170, and then I would hit it 25 yards. Yeah, and that's going to kill. Which oh, just destroyed me. And you did that a few different times. I did huh? that f- three or four times. Yeah. So, Which what, I never usually do. Yeah, I know. You you're know, good, my irons are pretty irons. solid. So you were not keeping your head down? What do you think the problem was? Or were you in your head? What, what do you think the problem was? I, was um, I think I was trying to rush everything. I wasn't taking my time, um, and that was the biggest problem. Like, I, I, what I realized now... Why were you rushing? Um... I think because it was a Thursday and I had to get back to the office. Oh, this is the Thursday round. Yeah, I played about? Thursday. Did you play Friday? I didn't play Friday. Oh, you didn't play Friday. I got out Thursday morning. You know, I had we we had a. Um, this isn't going to work for Friday's round if you play Thursday. I know. This is well, going to throw everything. Us not playing together. Right. This is very difficult any, as well. Any yes, any savvy <laughs> any savvy listener right now is going to go get the domain name Thursday's round, Thursday round and just 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 clobber us <laughs> with with extortion. <laughs> 
But I, you know, I had like a twelve thirty meeting. I tried to get out there, so I was rushing things around, and I, I think that's what my big problem was. Oh, you had the meeting. You played before the meeting. Yeah, I played. We teed oh, off at okay. nine o'clock. I thought, got it. Oh, that yeah. is tough. Yeah. And that's once I, you know, settled down and said, uh, "F it." Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was able to screw my livelihood. I was able to get back into my rhythm, uh-huh. and that's yeah. what it is—a flow. You know, well, a flow, a rhythm. You got to find it, just I'm, like life. Absolutely. Again, I love your segues into life. They're they're I, well. I said this to you the other day, right? I'm a real psychologist, and you're like the high school gym teacher of psychologists, or you right? You're right. So that's that's Kez. Kez is not a psychologist, but he's like the high school gym teacher. I'm in mid bench press, yeah. yelling these things out with a whistle <laughs> hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> so, so I love when Kez always like life. Really, coach? Really? That's right. Okay. But um, I am actually going to really just jump to this for a second. I have to tell you, your, for lack of a better way of saying it, unfortunately, sadly, it pains me. Your words of wisdom were sticking with me. You were talking last time about consistency and getting hitting the ball consistent, like a free throw. And again, I thought that was just ridiculous high school coach uh, speech, you know, where you're you're probably just hazing somebody in the locker room. But it really resonated with me because I, I it is so much about consistency and it's about yeah. repetition, right? And I think one of the things that I really got to do with my game is sort of decide what's working and stick with it and 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 get good at repeating what works and and not i think sometimes when i want to think it's going pretty well and then i want to do it better or it's not going well i i jump ship too quick and i think i have to stick with some things for a while through some thick and thin yeah yeah i agree um and i was thinking the same thing where uh on my round and we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the 60, I have the 56, mm-hmm. I have the 51, mm-hmm. and I just need to keep it simple. Yeah. You know, less is better. Just go with the wedge. Yeah. yeah. You know, just go with your standard pitching wedge. Pitching wedge no huh? matter where you are, get comfortable with it. Um, you know, Tiger Woods got his like 82nd, you know, PGA yes. Tour win. Yes. And I'm thinking every one of his swings is like exactly the same. Yeah. Right? It's well, almost like it's his so. muscle memory to the point where, you know, it's it doesn't change. Like, again, going back to the free throw, like, you know, you yeah. know, like Michael Jordan standing on a free throw line with your eyes closed. You know exactly where you need to start that ball. You know exactly how the feel, the, the you know, the energy going through your arm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, everything is exactly the same for him. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, the guy is the greatest golfer in the world and has been and for 20 20- Plus year twenty five. Right, but I'm year. saying is is his comp- like the way he's made mentally, physically, like you know how we know two plus two is four. Right. You know, well, he, do we all know that, Kes? We might not or all do, know that. Or or does or the audience doesn't see the the, the index card that you have on the desk. That, Cue the that, card <laughs> that just made you get that. But right, you know, from a hundred out, mm-hmm. he know it's two you know two plus two is four. A hundred out, he's got yeah. that swing every well, time. Sure. I mean, listen, I want to mock you right now because what you're saying is so obvious. Of course, the guy. Is pure muscle memory. I mean, the guy. Listen, he's taken probably more golf shots. One could argue in his life than Michael Jordan has has uh, taken free throws or even well, look or at Rory McIlroy. You can look at all the top one hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Yep. They all have something. Of oh, listen. I I was told a story. I forget which golfer that somebody sort of met him at a competition or like a at a pro am or something, and they look. They were able to. It was casual enough where they were able to look with his look at his driver, and they said that there was a white little spot on his driver, which indicated that basically, ninety nine shots out of a hundred were being hit basically in the same exact little tiny spot right. on the driver, and you know, and it created that mark there because literally they're going to hit the same spot on the driver time and time again, and so listen, I think any golfer. Who's who's really good? It's so much about repetition and consistency. Let alone the top hundred golfers. They they take it to an even different level with with the consistency. Let alone all the other skills and and everything else. But certainly right. with the consistency as well right. and the repetition. So I think it's a game of repetition. And I think what's interesting is yeah. I mean I. I almost want it to be. I have this almost fantasy of it being. Oh God! Spi- yeah, you love my fantasies, right? <laughs> um, we'll, we'll make sure we edit this. No, no. Um, but um, the fantasy that life is like you know golf is like this magical journey and all this stuff. And listen, I think there are amazing symbolic and, and romantic things that come out of the game of golf. But I also think that at its base, you have to approach golf as a as a as a challenge to, to sort of hone a repetition that works. So right. it's funny because I think there's so much romantic 
you know, associations with golf, and I think I have them in my in my fantasies, for lack of a better word. But ultimately, to really enjoy a game of golf, I think you really have to hone in on the repetition as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we've just been talking about. Yeah, I think so too. I just said it more eloquently. Well, no, because, you know, with Brent, again, like you said, he doesn't play much. Yeah. But he still has that same yep. swing. He knows the Absolutely. feeling, knows the distance, knows everything. Absolutely. And he's not deviating from that. I mean, that's right. what he's doing. And he'll say sometimes when he starts to mess up, particularly with his putting, what he's doing is he's taking his, his he's not keeping his eye on the ball. He's looking away. And so he comes back to what he needs to do. But I think he, he veers from it. Yeah. Much less often than you and I veer from it, right? Well, we don't actually have it. Yeah, well, agreed. So that's right. the problem. Once we, we, we get it, we'll be able to try think, to keep it. I think there are two problems here. We don't know what to do, and we don't know how to do it in repetition. Exactly. Right. So so my theory potentially is to just keep, keep repeating bad things. Yeah. And I think I still might even be better doing that than repeating the good things. Yes. So I think I just want to get repetition down, whether it's good or bad. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah, it could be right or wrong, just yeah. as long as you're getting something down. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And But, you know, if we could just look at the scorecard, it shows. Yes, yes. You cocky bastard, you know? Like, sitting there, you got you you shot five five strokes better than me at the crappy... Uh, we love Hendrix, but the crappiest of... The wonderful Hendrix. The yellow, what? Was it the Yellowstone? What? It's the, yell, it's the Yellowstone... Uh, of Essex County because of the wildlife, and let me tell you. But but again, you got five strokes just better than me, and I played the blues at a great university course. You played a local county course. So just don't be so on your high horse, okay? Well, that's where I need to be. Absolutely. Um, real quick, wildlife. Yeah. Much less good at the University of Michigan really? course. Oh my god! Like all we saw are are squirrels. But the squirrels at the University of Michigan, they're well fed. There's a lot of college students. There's a lot of a lot of wasteful pizza. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of food. I, I was there the whole week. I could have eaten for free the entire week. There were so many. There were so many. Um, what was that pita salad you love? Oh, don't even get me started. What is that? A chapati. Chapati. For anybody who anybody sort of knows the University of Michigan over the past thirty plus years, the chapati is the greatest thing ever. It's like a think of soup in a bread bowl, but this is salad in a freshly baked bread bowl and you just eat the whole bread and you're eating the salad and they have this amazing spicy dressing and you throw fried chicken in there or, or grilled chicken or buffalo chicken it's so good that does sound really good oh, actually. It's so good i heard you got a, a picture was taken and yes. sent to you by jess yeah i Brent's asked wife. i asked how well it travels if she can send uh, the yeah, couple home yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, we're not going to let you into that little fraternity of uh, no. of, uh, of uh, people who've experienced the chapati. It looks unbelievable. It, it looks is. delicious. It really is so good. Dressing? What kind of dressing? It's it's like a mix. And sorry, uh, uh, Pizza House, for potentially giving away the secret recipe. But my understanding is it potentially might be a combo of ranch dressing, and 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 like almost a spicy French dressing. Interesting. It's yeah. a Pizza House pizza place that made Yeah, the name of the place is called Pizza House, and they've done amazing. I mean, they went from a little shack back in like the 70s and 80s and even in the 90s. They now, literally, it's they, they redid their entire building, and then they built a 16-story building of, of like um, exclusive like apartments, you know, like high-class apartments that they rent out to students who are willing oh, wow. to pay a lot of money to it, like literally like 16 floors, like... They make probably millions of dollars a year in revenue from just the uh, the apartment building now. How's their pizza? Pizza from a from a New York standpoint isn't as good, but it's more about the chapati. Um, but let me just sort of say about the squirrels: they're well fed because some people don't finish their chapatis and they just litter the yeah. streets of Ann Arbor. Really? You know, uh, unfinished chapatis. Surprised by that. And uh, yep, and um, the squirrels are fat; they're big, uh, and they're very brown. Huh? I find squirrels here to be gray. Yes. And not as large. No, not as large. And, and they're much more aggressive. The squirrels there, are no qualms. They'll, they're like deer here. They almost come up to you and they're like, what do you got? Really? Yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not scared. It makes sense why they're larger because the winters are longer. Yes, yes. And harsher. Yeah. I'd say harsher more than longer. Yeah. Harsh, harsh yeah. winter. Yeah. Um, so that's the wildlife. It wasn't as inspiring. Oh, there were also some, uh, some uh, fighting Irish. That's the other wildlife. <laughs> the other wildlife. Yeah, I saw some fighting Irish there. And uh, they were unimpressive. <laughs> They were just sort of. A lot of times they were drunk. Yes. You know. You know. Uh, they were. They were. They were. Um, you know. Losers. Irish and Gaelic means drunk. Is that right? It does. Is, are you serious? No, that would be great. <laughs> Watch out for Kez's fake news. I was going to run with that fact for the next twenty years. So, okay. Um, that was the wildlife. So who did you play? Did you guys have partner up with anybody? So we did. Um, we ended up getting uh, partnered with a, a father and son. The father was probably in his like 
late 50s, uh, maybe early 60s. Looked good. It was in good shape, you know. <laughs> How was his game? His um, his game was very solid. Very solid. Really great off the tee box, off the tee. Yeah. Good drives. Um, you know, just just consistent, nicely hit. They played off the whites. And then the son was very good. He was uh, he was in his he's in his mid to late twenties. Um, they're both from Michigan. The son now actually was visiting. He lives out uh, in the Hoboken area, and the father lives still out in Michigan. What was interesting about the father? I keep uh, moving away from golf. He was originally from Nebraska. Okay. But he's been living in Michigan for many years. So he was there in 1997 when big controversy. Michigan had to split the national championship that year with Nebraska. Oh, wow. And we were furious uh, as Michigan fans because Nebraska did not have nearly as competitive a schedule as we had. We had a very tough schedule, one of the top five hardest schedules of the year that year, and we went undefeated. And also, not only was their schedule so much easier that year in the Big 12, I I think it was back then, but they they had this miraculous uh, last second to end the game pass that, like, bounced off some other player in the end zone, flew up in the air, and miraculously they caught it to win the game. If it wasn't for that miraculous play, they would have had one loss, and we had to uh, split the national championship with them. So he was here then, and he said he used to call up uh, sports radio back in 1997 and sort of say that... He was trying to explain why Nebraska really did deserve his share of the their share of the national championship. Did you have so a good argument? I didn't really listen. No. I, I couldn't care. I could care less. I knew he was wrong because of uh, you. You shut him out. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't listen to fair logical. The arguments. conversation sounded like he had a really nice man crush on him, but oh, until now, uh, until now, absolutely. <laughs> no, you got to love the Wolverines. But uh, they were great, and you know he had some words of wisdom. You know they were they were well, they were they were sort of talking about golf. Uh, you're never satisfied in the game of golf. That's yeah, what they we said. We know, we know that. Yep. And then they even went on. It was great. It was a very with Midwestern charm. They're like, it's a game of mediocrity. Oh yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. You know, because if you're never satisfied, you almost feel like no matter how well you're doing, potentially it's just maybe mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah. So yep. so um, and then this was funny too. They also said, um, I, I, golf. It's sort of I, in my golf game. It seems like I can't stand prosperity. That's that's what he said, which I thought was great. Yeah. Right? Again, that's what I love about the Midwest. Just words of wisdom, but in a more mellow way. You know, just it's a different folk out there, and I really love it. But I thought that was such a great comment, right? That like is cool. I can't stand prosperity, right? And he said it. He was frustrated, but he, it was like he took it in stride, right? Whereas right. I'm like wanting to like bang my club against the ground, and yeah. I'm going into a neurotic tantrum. He's just like I, I can't, see, clearly I can't stand. Prosperity, and it was so That's calm and controlled. You know, so was his game calm and controlled? It was no. They were told they were so. Both of them, they were both so calm. You know, just a good father and son doing their thing. The father clearly had taught his son such a great way to be in the world, and the the, the father again, classic Midwest, was just calm and relaxed when he hit a bad shot. It was a lot of oh darns, right? right? And right. it's just so charming coming from the New York, New Jersey area. You know, to hear people not be tongue-in-cheek when they say things like, oh, darn. Yeah. You know, it's it's an amazing thing, right? I would think that's a joke. Yeah, uh, I would yeah. think, right? And then they're just going to drop an F-bomb right, right. seconds later. <laughs> or cut you. They might just cut you, you know? <laughs> they're going to say, oh, darn, and just cut you on the cheek. But, uh, yeah, but he, but, he didn't, but he didn't do that, thankfully. Um, also, interesting, a little shout-out to Golf Tech. So these two... They, apparently, they both take lessons at Golf Tech. Which, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So the father takes them in Michigan. The son takes them in the, in the New Jersey area. And I think they are allowed to... It helps them compare the progress they're making. They feel more connected. And uh, they really enjoyed that. And both their games were real good. Yeah. Uh, we were just looking it up, too. It almost looks yep. like it's a simulated... You know, a virtual simulated meeting. Yes. Golf keeping everybody together. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yes. the company comes out and figures out a way to make money on keeping people together. Golf oh tech. God, you were so you're so midwestern. I love it. I love it. Gosh so darn it! Gosh. Why didn't I come up with that idea? <laughs> Gosh darn it! Um, so can I? One thing that was funny. Um, Brent told me the story. Who, who my friend who we played with, where he he wanted to get a warmer undershirt, so he ordered one on online and it got delivered to him. And he goes to put it on. And he starts to really wrestle with it. He's like, oh, my God. He puts it on, and he looks at himself in the mirror, and he's like, oh, my God. Have I gained a lot of weight? What's going on? I, I don't look so good. And this is ridiculous. They don't make mediums, maybe, how they used to make mediums. I'd say he's a medium, maybe. And um, it turns out that he put on his daughter's undershirt 
that his wife had ordered as a layer for the cold weather of the football game. Oh, no. But in all earnestness, he put this on and didn't realize it. It was like a day later when the next shirt came that he's like, oh, wait a minute. What's this shirt? And it was his shirt. Which blew my mind because I wouldn't be able to get one of my daughter's shirts around my ear. Yeah. (laughs) That is really funny. So, So I thought that was funny. Another thing real quick. Coach Karras... Uh, his old coach yeah. called him, and with no sense of you know irony, the Alpena kid. Really? Yep. So Brent is from Alpena, Michigan, which is way up there. If you hold your hand out with your thumb to the to the right, you know that's what the state of Michigan looks like. You just put your the palm of your hand facing you, and that's what the state of Michigan looks like. And Brent's from all the way up by like the um, the pointer finger, you know, all all the way up north, Alpena, Michigan, and. That was Brent's nickname in college, the Alpina Kid. How funny is that? So it's called the index finger. It's called the index finger. Pointer finger can't be the pointer finger. You could do other things with that finger too, but I guess pointing and indexing. Why is it called the index finger? No idea. Me neither. Hmm. Better that than Alpina other Kid. The Alpina Kid. So it's amazing that he remembered that also. Yeah. Oh, he didn't miss a beat. Right. He That's didn't great. Miss a beat. But one other thing though was was cute, and and he and he divulged it. He's like, I remember your kids' names. I remember your kids' names, and he and he and he goes off and remembers the kids' names. And then I sort of make a joke. Do you really remember that? He pulls out like his little wallet with like a little index card yeah. where he had written out the names of his kids and his wife. Now oh, I wow. think he remembered it anyway. But my point with that is, it was beautiful that he took the time to do that absolutely. on an index card, yeah. right? And that's that, how much it meant to him. Absolutely, yeah. and it so reminded me of something like my grandfather would do. Right, the grandfather who you know, I'm sitting in my grandfather's chair. Uh, Kez mocked it earlier before we went on the air. So that grandfather, who meant more to me than anybody else in the world, basically, um, Coach Karras reminded me of my grandfather, who you nice. just humiliated and derided before. Um, it was a good one, though. Because he was held he held the index card. Yeah, that's and, great. And just like the, the forethought. I yeah. think to me, that's... You know, you know, that goes to his character, but also to Brent's character. Yes, I well, know, that's, well said. That's very kind. You're a very kind man. Because, And I think that's so true. Coach Karras yeah. was an amazing guy. Like, he, if it was you... Yeah. No, he would he'd be like, right, you know, right? He, might, he wouldn't even write on his hand. <laughs> Who did you used to stalk back in college? That's <laughs> right. what he would ask, right? Um, but uh, I agree with that. And he was he was so appreciative of Brent. And he yeah. talked about how Brent was a quiet kid from northern Michigan when he came here. And he helped him open up a little bit and feel, right. you know... Um, it was a it was a touching connection the two of them had. And listen, I think that's also something about that older generation. I think that yeah. people who grew up at, at an earlier time, like my grandfather, like Coach Karras, I think they they put a little bit more of thought into certain things. Yeah, they had more values. Yep, yep. And uh, it was it was really touching to see. So um, yeah, um, the Alpina Kid. So that's at some great. point we're gonna have to have the Alpina Kid in here to to give us some suggestions on. Uh, we do on some real lessons in. in golf, you know. So, um, how was your uh, how was the speed of play there? Uh, very good uh, yeah. for us. I mean, I think that the people behind us didn't love it. We were a little slow. We were a little slow on the greens for some reason, um, and we were a little slow. But I mean, the the the, the foursome ahead of us was we weren't far behind them. We were, you know, typically never more than a full hole behind them at all. You know, typically they were finishing up as we were starting on any particular hole. Right. So it was good and. I tweeted about this. I do believe that John Jansen, who was a 10-year NFL pro, an amazing Michigan Wolverine, I believe he was in the foursome ahead of us. And Brent recognized him because he's on, like, college um, football talk show stuff. He does that, I think, for the Big Ten Network or for something else. So Brent sort of recognized him, and I'm pretty sure it was him. And uh, he hit a crazy shot on... He was on 17. We were on 16. I saw him from behind a tree, and he's a big guy. I mean, he right. was a, you know, NFL offensive lineman, still a big guy. Um, looked great, and he had this unbelievable soft touch shot that somehow, you know, he avoided the tree, which was doable, but hit it so sweet, and it got onto the green and stayed on the green. So um, that was the pace of play was good. How was the pace of play at uh, Hendricks? It was standard. Yeah. Yeah. It was we. Finished a, a solid round. No one really behind us. No one in front of us. One thing though that yeah. you would have loved. Yeah. We just finished uh, the ninth hole. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, the ninth hole, and we were coming around to play the tenth, and saw and these four guys jumped on the tenth. Shut up. Right in front of us. No way. Yeah. And they they started teeing off. They teed off, and Whoa. we were walking right up to it. We see them go. We see them going. 
And, uh, you know, of course, um, you know, Kez just has to whistle down there and tells him to get off to the, Did you? Move to the side. Did you really? Yeah. Good, good. So they moved to the side after a couple whistles, and then we teed through. Right, and played through. And played through. Yeah, not teed through, it's played through. Played through. Right. Well, we, well, we teed yeah. off. And yeah, 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 no, no. Um, but that's my biggest pet peeve. And sometimes we do yeah. it, but no, we, I know. but we're more aware of like, yes. okay, there's, you know, these, this group is three holes back. We yes. can sneak on oh, here sure. and get these on. Like, I think we're very respectful about being unrespectful. Uh, yes. Or disrespectful. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Very respectful about right. being disrespectful. We know that we're being disrespectful, but it's, you're right. Yeah. We're respectfully no, being that disrespectful. Would, I would have gone berserk. Yeah. You would have had to hold me down, I yes. think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was Robert's? What was his reaction? Was he mellow yeah, or was no, he No, he wasn't into it either, but neither, no one could like whistle and they were kind of further down right. so I just gave like a dog, couple dog whistles a couple dog whistles yeah. you, you are a good whistler right yeah something my grandfather yeah. taught me is that right taught me how to whistle wow, wow. Yeah. not too bad it's not a skill that's of any value in the 21st century <laughs> but it was on, Friday, on Thursday yeah, yeah that's, that, it actually, was that's on true Thursday. Yeah, yeah I guess that's right damn it so I got a question for you though yeah. alright now that you went back and you've played there at the Michigan course a year Twice. or two right yeah, your second yeah. time last year was the first time This. Yeah. so if you were walking up to the first tee yeah. right what would you've been holding on to this you all week. say to the 21 or 22 year old Dr. Ron who might have been oh, teamed God. up with you oh god so what would you say to him and then what this do you think what do you think the 21 or 22 year old Dr. Ron would have said to you oh my god ugh Kez, this is wow, Doctor Kez. I don't mess around. Unbelievable! I clearly they 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 um they really interview their uh, high school gym teachers well at the school where you high school gym teach. I just got a new whistle. Unbelievable! It's a great question. Oh my goodness! I would I would. There's a lot that I would want to say to that 21 year old. Yeah. Uh, because listen, the truth is when so when I was 21. I took one psych course as an undergraduate. Um, if you told me when I graduated from the University of Michigan that I was going to be a psychologist, I would have been like, what are you talking about? You know, took one psych course my sophomore year, did well in it though, no surprise, but didn't think about it ever again. I then went through my own therapy sort of in those first few years after college. I realized that I, I was, I had a lot, I, my anxiety really shot through and, and, and I, I needed to, I needed to deal with some things. So I was in therapy. So there's so much that I'd want to tell that 21-year-old of like, A, probably go see, go to the counseling center at the University right. of Michigan and go talk to somebody a little bit. I right. think it'd be worthwhile. Um, I think I would tell them to, to sort of really slow down, calm down, enjoy yourself, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny. You and our friend, uh, Jay, Jay, um, you know, uh, Jay Perla, right? Yeah. Um, you, we, we have this funny thing where you guys will say, don't care, right? right? Where it's right. this thing of like, don't care. And you guys have taught me, I think, a lot about not caring so much about things. And I think one of the problems is I used to care, and I still do in certain ways, uh, way too much about things that are not worth caring about. Right. I get caught on things. So I honestly, like, there would be so much that I'd want to tell that 21-year-old. But a lot of it would, would, would come back to enjoy the moment, be in the moment, have fun. Sure, work hard, take things seriously, but have fun. Yeah. Laugh. And I was, I, I always laughed, but truly deep down to the bones of, uh, of my soul, you know, to really relax and take things more calmly, yeah. you know. Um, and listen, part, what's difficult about that is advice is easy to give. It's hard to sort of listen to. I mean, if I heard that from some 42-year-old, almost 43-year-old on the golf course, I don't think I would, I don't think it would really sink in. I mean, that's yeah. the irony too. Like, it's almost like for me, going through the process of therapy was the way I had to learn it for myself, right? right. I mean, because you hear people say things, and it, sometimes it's in one ear, out the other. So, it's a great question. What would the twenty, uh, what would the twenty-one-year-old uh, say to, to me? Uh, watch how much you eat. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was, I was in good shape from like sixteen to uh, to twenty. 223 and then I, uh, the wheels came off the wagon during my 20s and 30s even yeah. more than now and just, so I, I think I would say uh, watch what you eat fatso <laughs> right yeah. no I, you know don't you don't have to you don't have to eat the whole box of pasta in your 20s guy right um, carbs are delicious yep I I, I think uh, absolutely they're so good um, I also think I'd be like play more golf you know yeah. you know um, well you know what you just said too is is similar to what 
we look for when we're playing around a golf also. Yeah. You know, slowing it down, yep. taking our time, yep. enjoying the fact that they we're out there, and then meeting the other people, yep. you know, and, and listening to what they have to say. Like, you know, the guy that you played, you know, I can't stand prosperity. Oh, it's, yeah, you know, we're, we're, bring, we're taking those things in, and I think yeah. we're, you know, we're appreciating them more now. Yeah. Whereas then, you're right, if... You know, being at 21, if we had the chance to say, you know, listen to what other people have to say. Yeah. I, well, that and yeah. really listen. Be open minded. Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes it's to really be open minded. I, I found it hard in my life. Like, I think sometimes I discount what people say is just what they're saying. And I don't really sometimes take it to heart. And I think, you know, there's a lot of wisdom out there and trying to sort of sometimes digest it and, and really think differently about how maybe you want to approach things yeah again it's it's easier said than done it's hard to really listen sometimes do you yeah. think um do you think the 21 year old uh dr ron would have beat the uh dr ron of today no because dr ron at 21 hadn't played golf since he had been 17 uh -huh. right and and so well uh, your scorecard actually looks similar <laughs> you, to somebody that you know this is all i have the fact that you demean my game when the f I'm holding on by by a I'm just threat making an observation. To, to, to I'm self respect. Really I just wanted to know. Like well, I think it might be a tight game. Well, I think the 21 year old right, might right, right. 102, it's 103. True. Right, right. You can't do much worse than right than this. From the Blues, damn it! It was from the Blues. But can I say this because it really brings it up? So there I was after the round. I actually got dropped off and I had to meet my family. I walked through the diag with my golf clubs. Two guys in like their like later 50s, 60s stopped me, and we started yapping. Turns out one guy went to Ohio State. The other guy didn't go to any school connected to it. It was, it was a weird dynamic. They were sort of nice. But one of the guys was really sort of jerky for a minute because I was talking to the one other guy for a second. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm striving to be in the 90s right now. And he chimes in. He's like, striving to be in the 90s? And, it, and he's from he lives in Florida right now. And, again, he was an Ohio State grad, so there you go as a baseline. And he's saying to me, like – like, I should feel shame about that. And I had to stop him. And like, in all seriousness, I'd be like, dude, like, I've been playing for a couple of years. Like, and I was really sort of pissed off by that. Like, yeah. you don't, you don't score shame somebody, right? Like, I know. Uh, that's you, a good point. You know, you, yeah. you do it to me in all, in all fun. And I, it hurts deeply. Yeah, but, but I just do it out of, you know, right. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, you are. See, I don't attack you as much. But, but when he said that, and he sort of made up for it. And then he was like, take lessons. It'll help, blah, 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 blah. But it was a little bit of like a jerky attitude. Like, we're all at the stage we're at, dude. Like, sorry yeah. I'm not in the 80s or wherever you are. But, like, maybe hopefully one day I'll be there. But, you know, one day when somebody tells me they're in the, the 90s and I'm in the 80s, I certainly hope I don't score shame them like Definitely that. not. I, you know, you would be more supportive. Yep. You know, keep playing. Yep. You know, that guy probably did not have a happy life. No, right? I mean, right, because... Because right. golf and life, you know, yeah, absolutely, there's absolutely. similarities between the two. I mean, he probably thought he could just deride me because I was a grown man walking through the middle of campus with golf clubs with, right. like, a huge smile on my face. So yeah. if ever somebody deserved derision, it was probably me. But it was... it was. He was it, trying to take you off your happy cloud. He sure was. Just like right. an Ohio State crowd. Yeah, so typical. If we, if we can even call them grads. You know, it's a little... <laughs> right. It's a little difficult, though. If you live in Florida, you can play yeah, 12 months out of the year. And this guy definitely seemed like he was retired or semi-retired. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he was, you know, he was well into his 60s, I think. Yeah, we you should... Know. Yeah. Now I should just age shame that guy. He was, he was 80. <laughs> he was 85. He looked it. Really nice cane. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Kaz, let me really quickly ask you, I don't know, what would, what would you say to the 21 year old if, if you, you know, your 21 year old, if you were on, suddenly on the golf course paired in a foursome with him and what would, uh, the 21 year old you say to, to the, to the 40, yeah. 42 year old you? You know, I really just saw the question for you. I didn't really think of an answer. <laughs> ah, right. Hmm. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker, you didn't think that went through. That we're, what, that we're all human beings and maybe it's relevant to all of us? But I think I would tell the Or is this 21, just a question for a smart person? To, yeah, to I would tell the 21-year-old me, just have fun. Just have fun. Keep it simple. Yeah. Just have fun. Right. Enjoy life. It's, Everything's going to work out. Yep. And I would tell them it's only as a big a deal as you make it. Yeah. So if you don't make it a big deal, it's not going to be a big deal. Just work through it. I mean, Kez is a gym teacher in, in the Garden of Eden. I mean, he is one hell of a gym teacher. Gym teacher, psychologist. Um, and then the 21-year-old, yeah. me telling, you know, the, the today, Kez. Uh, you look great. You look great, and you're doing a great job. <laughs> just, Congratulations. Just, just keep, keep I killing be, it. I want to be just like you. That's what the 21-year-old me would tell me today. 
<laughs> I want to be just like you. <laughs> so that's it. Absolutely. With uh, a better golf game, though. Yeah, yeah. With a better golf game. Right. But, uh, hey, guy, work work on the golf game. Okay. Need a little more practice. So I think the phrase, unfortunately, resonates with me more and more as I go through life. Youth is wasted on the young. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I think it's a powerful thing. I think only as you get older sometimes do you realize some things that, that it would really be great to know when you're younger. And, and if... Can you imagine going on that? No. If you're if you were in college, you know the twenty one year old you, yeah. all that time that you had, oh, and you now you realize that you could have just on like that Wednesday afternoon at eleven where you probably just sat in the dorm right. and watched TV or something. You right. could have just went and played golf. Yeah, after courting every pretty girl on campus, absolutely. Yeah. Right then, then I would go play around the golf, and right? that's what would sort of be my life. I'd still study. I mean, I think there's something oh, no, good about but there's working. There's so much time in college. There's so much time. You have so much time that you don't realize. Yep. Until you're now. Yep, I know. How... <laughs> and then you're like, what did I used to do all day? All day. I mean, even if you have a part-time job, you know, I mean, you can... Yeah. Did you work in college, guys? I did. Yeah. I worked for um, I worked for the university, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was... Uh, How did you uh, fleece them out of money? Um, I've, I'm a, for those that don't know, yeah. I'm a um, software developer. Yes. So I'm a full-stack software engineer, mm -hmm. to be exact. Blah, and I blah, worked blah, for blah, the blah. university. Did you? It's amazing. You know, did, that's great. Yeah. Did, you, did you did you do that like semester after semester for a while? I did it for my I three weeks, junior year Four and weeks? senior year. Yeah, that's great. Junior and senior. Year. Yeah, I worked a bit because I, too. for those that don't know, I went to the University of Scranton and I mm -hmm. played Division three basketball. Mm -hmm. Also, it's amazing. He's, he's so an athlete. I realized the Knicks weren't going to draft me, and yep. then uh, you know I focused more on you know yep. it's playing uh, no, music man. and um, not playing golf, which I should have. Yep. So. With, with the idea of youth being uh, wasted on the young, I have a funny moment. A few hours after the round, you know, sometimes I get a little bunched up, right? And, and, and I, I need to move, I would like to move my bowels more than I do. Uh, it's the nicest way of saying it. Speaking of bowel anxiety. Uh -huh. Yes, yes. So I will sometimes take a laxative to help move things along. Not to move things along too much, but to move things along enough, right? So, and I've, in the past couple months, discovered chocolate laxatives and they, they taste like pieces of chocolate but there's the laxative in them so i had left my my uh my chocolate laxatives at the hotel room and we were out all day from like literally eight in the morning golfing through the whole rest of the day hanging out in ann arbor and at like four o'clock i was like all right i feel like i need to take one to try to help you know move things along and I quickly ask about the drugstore. I'm like, oh, I know where the drugstore is. I used to go here. And that place had closed down, an old school independent drugstore. So I quickly ask a couple of people, hey, where's the nearest drugstore? And they're like, it's, it's, all, it's, you know, it's all the way on the other side of campus. And I'm like, all right, well, I can't do that. So then I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I run into the 7-Eleven that's like a few, a few, like a half a block away, maybe they'll have chocolate laxatives, right? And I then walk into the 7-Eleven. And it starts to dawn on me that I'm walking into a 7-Eleven, number one, in the middle of a college campus. And I'm realizing the last thing that this store will sell is chocolate laxatives. So I walk in. All of this goes through my head. I get dejected. I, I realize how absurd and pathetic I am that I'm a grown 42-year-old man doing this in the first place. But tr thinking maybe I will be able to buy chocolate laxatives at a 7-Eleven in the middle of campus. I walk out discouraged. And uh, I, needless to say, I was certainly uh, stuffed up for the rest of the uh, rest of the evening. Oh, the family must have really enjoyed that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, There's I, nothing worse than a stuffed up Dr. Well, Ron. I said to Carrie, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go run and get some laxatives. She's like, Good luck to you, guy. Yeah. You know? We actually played a round of golf with one of our other friends. Yes. And you were in a bad mood the whole round. Yes. You know, when 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 things are not moving. I get, I get grumpy. And I said, Ronnie, it was amazing. are you constipated? It was amazing. The last, like, I had not mentioned this at all, this whole thing of being constipated. Kez did not know that I, that happens to me. And he just turns out of nowhere. And I had been really grumpy. And you're like, are you constipated? People know the constipated face. And I'm like, that's exactly what I am. And I was, I was amazed. I mean, that was exa I was constipated. I wasn't worried or, or, or frustrated with something else. I was constipated. Yeah. And you waited for the 11th hole because you're timing everything to take one of those chocolate, chocolate laxatives. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. I wanted to take a dump on your birdie on the, on the, on the 16th hole. 
When you were in 7-Eleven, did you realize you were just really upset because they didn't have chocolate laxatives and you did not break 100 when you played golf? <sighs> it was so bad. I so wanted to get a 95 and I got the 100. And here's, You called it. You, had, you said 95. <sighs> Well, here's the killer. So, so I, I played better on the back nine, and I, I parred uh, the 17th. I think it was the 17th, nice. yeah. And um, so then we go into the 18th, and I'm like, okay, I could, I could actually bogey this hole and come away with a 99, right? And again, that silly one stroke would make all the difference. And I've been driving the ball really well on the back nine. I get up to uh, the 18th tee, and it's a beautiful sort of you're going downhill, and you have the whole campus in front of you. That's the shot where you really have the campus all in front of you. It's a beautiful shot down where then you're going to have to, on your second shot, clear water and it's and it, to get onto the green. And it's, it's a pretty far long run. of So I get up and I hit my tee shot. It goes, I'd say, 68 to 72 yards. Oh, really? Right by, like, the, the, the women's tees or the senior tees. Horrible. Dejected. I get up there, though, and then I take out my three-wood. And oh. I, I took out my three-wood one other time, and I hit it well. I hit my three-wood. I hit my three-wood, like, 200 yards. Nice. And then I hit a, I was able to then, my third shot, cleared the water and got right by the green. I got a six. But, um, uh, you know, I didn't get the five. And it, it killed me to not get the, uh, to get under 100. The whole 18 holes, it comes down to that one shot. Yeah. Although, if I had played better on so many other holes, yeah. you know, one enough, so your math is faulty and your your logic is flawed. Well, it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like football. You know, you, you win by a field goal. You miss right. a field goal. It's frustrating. Absolutely. But there's four other quarters. Did I mention that the University of Michigan beat the University of Notre Dame uh, in football? They didn't just beat them. They they beat them They commanded down. the whole game. It was, it was really... That saved was, his job. And I will tell you, honestly, like... My, my family stayed with me for the first half. It was awesome. The kids loved the game. And the kids were ready to almost stay, but it was downpouring. They left, went back to the hotel. I stayed for that second half. And I have to tell you, honestly, to be in Ann Arbor, the rain stopped, actually. Miraculously, it suddenly stopped. So it was still cold and wet because you, you had been poured on for the past five hours and during the tailgate and everything. But um, the second half, sitting there, seeing Michigan kick Notre Dame's butt, and... The, the rain stop and just be in Ann Arbor on a cold fall night watching football, it was it was the best. It was a great moment. I, and I, I so love Ann Arbor. It's just such a great place. I think it's uh, we'll have to make it a destination. I think we need to go back there and play. I, yeah. Exactly. Let's, let's do that. The Dr. Ron and Kez show, we've, we'll bring uh, Brent also. Yep, yep. And somebody can Road trip. well. Road trip, and you know we've met, you maybe. know we've met a lot of great people uh, through Twitter. That's that right. We can connect maybe, with. Maybe we can connect with a, a listener or two, and then they play, can play around. around with us in Michigan. And uh, we'll do we'll Arbor. do a podcast, and we'll we'll eat a uh, chapati. Yep, absolutely. Sounds like a great <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> I so my twenty one year old self would say to my forty three year old self to please be less lame than that uh, uh, when you're forty three. <laughs> And then my 43-year-old self would say, hey, you'd be less lame than your 21-year-old self. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, here's to Chapatis and uh, the University of Michigan uh, beating Ohio State in four or five weeks. Keep it simple. Absolutely. Keep it simple. All right, Kaz. All right. All right.